0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, Pastor Robert Thibodeau here Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today We're so blessed that you're joining us for part 2 And the conclusion of a great interview with Kermit Zarley A retired PGA pro golfer Turned pioneering author of books on biblical studies Praise God He's got 9 published books And is currently writing a 12 book Bible prophecy series called Still Here This is part 2 of the interview So if you missed part 1, go back and catch up But right now, here's the conclusion of this interview with Kermit Zarley Let's look at your book series. Still here? Okay. Uh, you began this book in 2006 with the Third Day Bible Code. Can you give us a synopsis of this book in the series, and and has your premise changed since you first published the book?
2: No, it's it's remained the same. Uh, <clears throat> when I uh, became a serious Christian, studying the Bible back when I was in college, I I st- uh, would put a, a sheet of paper in the back of my Bible. And I'd write down questions, questions that I had about the Bible. Mm. That became a big list. Eventually, there was 50 questions. I got almost up to 100 after a few years. Wow! Sometimes I would go in and write in there that I got the answer to it. And most of the time, I got the answer. Uh, And so I had this one question for a long time. I didn't do anything about studying it. And it was in Hosea. Chapter six. I'm going to get my Bible here, and I'm going to make sure that I don't misquote it. Uh, Hosea chapter six, uh, starting with verse one, it says, uh, "Come, let us return to the Lord, for it is He who has torn, and He will heal us. He has struck us down, and He will bind us up after two days." He will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live before him. Amen. And so I was wondering to myself, ah, that seems like that's talking about the resurrection. You know, Jews, Orthodox Jews, they believe like Christians do. Uh, in fact, that's where we got it from. You know, I just read <laughs> from the Jewish Bible right there. Yeah, That's part of the Christian Bible, the yeah. Old Testament. And so uh, they believe in the resurrection too. And so uh, I wondered, what does this mean? Two days will revive us. On the third day, it'll raise us up. And so one day I said to myself, you know, I haven't looked into this, but today I don't have anything to do And this was about 2004. And so I opened my Bible, and I said, okay, the first place to start, get your trusty Bible concordance out. Amen. So I got it. I I regard uh, Bible concordance as the second most important book in my library. Amen. My Bible. And so this is the way a Bible student should be. And so I got it out, and I looked up uh, uh, Second Day and th- and third day, and fourth day, and fifth day, and sixth day. And, you know, I looked up third day first, and I, I thought, oh, wow, the, there's a third day motif in some of the most important events that ever happened to the nation of Israel in their history. Mm-hmm. Look at uh, uh, Abraham in Genesis 22. Uh, God tells him to go sacrifice his son, his only son Isaac, and uh, he makes this journey. He doesn't even know where he's going. Uh, but he's headed from Beersheba, where he's living, up towards uh, Jebus. You know, and that's where Jerusalem came about. Now, yep. uh, at least that's what is believed in uh, in Jewish history, in, you know, literature. Yep. So yep. anyway, but he, uh, the Bible says in verse 4, he looked up and he saw the place. He looked up on the third day. He saw the place where God wanted him to sacrifice Isaac. And so I thought, third day. And so then, uh, you know, in my concordance, I'm learning, uh, well, third day was important when Moses uh, took the children of Israel out of Egypt, and uh, they went down to Mount Sinai, and Moses went up on the mountain, spoke to God, and God said, go down and tell the people I'm going to come down and see them on the third day. Get ready. Yeah. So then Moses got the Ten Commandments after that. So you have this third-day motif through all these, you know, Esther saved the Jews on the third day. That's in chapter uh, 3 and 5 in Esther, Book of Esther. And so uh, I was just amazed at this. What is this important, the third day? Because Jesus, we believe, Christians believe, was raised from the dead on the third day. day. Why was he raised on the third day, not some other day? Mm -hmm. So this became the basis of my book, The Third Day Bible Code, and it became the only book ever written in the history of the church, all languages and everything, as far as I know, a full book on the subject of the third day in the Bible.
1: Amen, amen. Amen. Now, book two is called Warrior from Heaven. It was published in 2009, and it's about Jesus, our warrior king, delivering the nation of Israel at his second coming. Can you share a little bit about that?
2: Yes, that book begins with the Antichrist gathering the leaders of the world and their militaries. They they come down into Israel to wipe the place out, and uh, that's when you know there's a temple there. the Jews have built the temple, which would be the third temple. and so <clears throat> there uh, uh, when uh when Solomon built the first temple, uh he dedicated it and gave this wonderful prayer to god yeah. amen and yes, uh, yes. and so he prayed to God that when my people are being attacked by an enemy or some terrible trouble is happening, if they will go to this place where God has placed his name in this temple at Jerusalem, uh, please come and deliver us. And so, uh, in my book, uh, Jews are gathering at the temple, this is at the end of the tribulation, and they're praying to God uh, for deliverance, because the Antichrist and all these armies are coming to destroy the place.
1: Yep. And,
2: uh, and so this is when Jesus returns, and he comes into the air, and you see this light. You know, there's all this darkness, and you see this light coming, and it's Jesus, and he comes down and delivers his people. And it goes on thousands of uh, verses in the Bible about the end times. And I joined them all together in one reading in the present tense, like a newspaper reporting. And I put (laughs) all of the scripture references in the margins Mm -hmm. and uh, to keep them out of the text. That's warrior from heaven.
1: Yeah, amen, amen. Now, book three is a little more current, published in 2020, titled Moses Predicted COVID-19. Let me ask you. Did Moses predict COVID-19? Well, it's an
2: (laughs) ambitious title. I had another verb in there, and uh, I think it was indicator or something. And my eldest daughter is my webmaster, and she said, Dad, that's not a very attractive title there. And so she says, put in predicted. (laughs) So I'm going to blame it on her. (laughs) But here's what the book is about. COVID hit in 2020. And I had never really known very much about the history of of pandemics that the the United States of America and sometimes much of the world had suffered in modern times. but I started looking at it one day and uh we had this terrible one called the Spanish flu back during the second uh first world war and uh then you know there were all these pandemics afterwards and I noticed that oh they think okay first of all these pandemics uh were caused by a coronavirus well that's what covid-19 is a coronavirus and so then I learned that they believe that each one of these pandemics are actually nine that have happened in the past since the Spanish flu in the United States. And they believe that each one was caused by an animal, um, four of them by bats, if COVID-19 was caused by a bat. We're not actually sure of that. But... uh, and so, anyway, I, this caused me to think of, huh, each one of those animals, uh, Moses has these food laws in Leviticus 11 and Deuteronomy 14, and they're about meat, animal meat, that he says, okay, you can eat this meat, but you can't eat this meat. So it's called clean animals and unclean animals. And of course, he's getting his information from God right. up on Mount Sinai. Yep. And so uh, I noticed that, uh, ooh, all these animals that they think caused these pandemics were in the category of unclean animals in Moses' dietary laws here. And so this caused me to think, I wonder if, if COVID-19 is a result of this. And so that caused me to write this book, and that became the the book three and still here.
1: Amen. So should we be eating kosher from this point on in an effort to keep ourselves and our families healthy? Well, it's a good question. I don't go that far in the book, and I
2: just say, well, eating kosher looks pretty healthy to me. <laughs> uh, you know, I was convinced that uh, Moses' dietary laws... Uh, Have a health aspect to them,
1: yeah,
2: and uh, and so I was convinced of that. That's quite a debate right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, I don't go so far as say eat kosher, but what I do say is I think the world should recognize uh, these dietary laws of Moses. These animals that are unclean animals, many of most of which are wild animals that we should give them their space. Because yeah. as population grows in the world, we're claiming more and more land that humans are living on, and that creates less and less natural habitat for the wild animals. Yeah. And we should be aware that uh, these uh, that humans and these wild animals leave a separation there and we'll be a healthier world for it. Yeah.
1: Amen. Amen. Now book 4 is an interesting book titled the Bible predicts Trump fall. Yes. And that was published last year in 2022 and from what I've read it doesn't sound like you're a Trump fan from the start, right? <laughs> uh what did you see in the man that caused you to feel that way?
2: Well, you know, right away uh Donald Trump uh announced his run for presidency. <laughs> And he was calling himself a Republican. And so I started paying attention to him and uh, was following his political campaign there in 2015 and 16. And uh, then I I got I started getting turned off by this guy. Uh, you know, he's well known in golf. I mean, he owns all these great golf courses. We play golf tournaments on them. And uh, so I started thinking, nah, Donald Trump, uh, this guy's kind of a con man. Um, and so I have this blog. Uh, my blog started in 2013 called Kermit Zarley Blog. It's hosted by uh, which is the largest uh, conversation on faith in the world, patheos.com. And so... I started writing about Donald Trump as he was uh, campaigning for president. And so here's a quote from my blog in May 20th, 2016. So this is uh, going to be about, what is that? About oh, seven months. Year, seven months before the November election, right? Uh, the presidential election 2016. And I wrote, I think Donald Trump is a big bag of hot air ready to blow up like the Hindenburg balloon if he becomes U.S. president. (laughs) So I wrote about 350 posts Mm. about Donald Trump from the time he started campaigning for president until his presidency was ended. And then I thought, hmm, well... If you look on the cover of my book, there's the book. (laughs) That If they're looking at me, they can see. There's a Bible verse down there that says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That is in Proverbs 16, 18. So if you look at the wisdom literature of the Bible, and incidentally, a lot of Jesus sayings in the New Testament Gospels, uh, fall into this category of wisdom literature, you will see things like this about pride and so forth. Yeah. And God is yeah. speaking to these people and he's saying, here's what's going to happen to people like this. And so that's what the, uh, I turned this into a book. I just, uh, it was all of my quotes, uh, you know, many of
1: my Amen. quotes from
2: from my blog.
1: Amen. So you were writing these things extensively on your blog while he was president. Yeah, these were not hindsight 2020 type things. These events were they already occurred and then you were writing them down. And now looking back, you know, you can see it. Uh, How was your blog being received by fellow believers while all this was going on?
2: That's Robert. That's a real good point you're making right there and that's the reason i wrote the book uh is to is to just show that i was saying all this back then and why was i saying it i was saying it because of the bible yeah and yet we've got all these christians especially in evangelicalism i've been an evangelical all of my life since i was you know born again i believe and been in evangelical churches all my life and they're all you know, being convinced of Donald Trump. But why are they being convinced of him and supporting him and voting for him as president? Well, it was transactional. I mean, you know, he was going to do whatever he could about the abortion thing uh, because that's what they wanted. Uh, they wanted to get Ro- rid of Roe versus Wade. They wanted to get more conservative uh, judges on the Supreme Court, and it goes on and on like this, and so Trump just realized, hey, this is a big untouched uh voting block here, these evangelicals and a lot of other Christians with them and uh they haven't been listened to that much that's what his his advisors were telling him, and so he was uh you know he was he was telling them, hey, I'm going to give you what you want and that's what happened. But at the same time, it was bringing ill repute on Christianity, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And so that's worse. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I came out against it.
1: Yeah. Hey, Amen. Can you share some of the Bible scriptures you shared about Donald Trump that applied to him while he was president?
2: Oh, I would say uh, main one is Trump is all about winning. Well, hey. I was a professional golfer on a PGA tour. You think I'm not about winning? (laughs) I know about competition. Yeah. I was in athletics professionally. And so, yeah, the world runs on competition a lot. And you strive to win and all this stuff. But be careful about it. What does Jesus teach? Did Jesus win? (laughs) Jesus went to the cross. Yeah. And so he died for our sins. And that's how he became a winner. He says the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And so that's the thing that Donald Trump doesn't understand. Yeah, And all Christians should understand this. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, Amen. and he will lift you up. Amen.
1: Amen. Well put. Now, this book series... Uh, still here. It's supposed to be a 12-book series. When's the next book in the series? When's it titled, and when do you believe it'll be published?
2: Okay, the next book is entitled The Late Great Plastic Empire. Mm. And so it's a takeoff from Hal Lindsay's book, The Late Great Planet Earth, mm-hmm. that was published in 1970. Yeah, Hal Lindsay and I come from the same church Mm. in Houston, Texas. I heard how in my freshman year at college, I went to a Campus Crusade for Christ retreat, and he spoke on Bible prophecy. He spoke on the nation of Israel, uh, Israel becoming a nation again after 1,800 years of dispersion of the Jews throughout the world. They lost their country, the Romans threw them out, and then, 1948, they get their country back. And Hal Lindsey is, is te- uh, speaking on this subject, and it so whetted my appetite <laughs> that I became interested in Bible prophecy right there. Amen. And, and so, <clears throat> I, I'm sorry I lost my train of thought. You asked me the question.
1: When, when will it be published?
2: Okay, it will be published. I'm not sure of that. I hope I'll get it published before the end of the year. Amen. Uh, but it'll be a takeoff of Lindsay's book, The Late Great Planet Earth.
1: Amen. When it comes out, you gotta come back on so we can talk about it. Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Amen. This, this, this is right up my alley. I mean, I am I'm, I'm ai just love let's say that my my preaching that I do on a Sunday morning broadcast and stuff centers usually around looking at what's happening on the news and comparing it to Bible prophecy, you know? So, I mean, I'm right there with you. Amen. Uh Amen. Amen. So when you see the huge natural disasters happening, you know, and many in places that haven't had to deal with things on this level before you see the wars and rumors of wars going on, you know, mainly between China, Russia, Iran, and the United States. Inflation and crime out of control, the breakdown of social norms. What is your opinion on what the short-term future holds for this nation and the world?
2: Oh, wow, that's a big question. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 2, ah, uh, there was a a rumor going around, uh, and, and must have been going around there in the church at Thessalonica in Greece, uh, that the second coming had already happened. Yeah, and so he had to squash that idea, and he says, "No, two things have to happen first. Two pro- Bible prophecies have to happen first in the world before Jesus can come back, and that is." the apostasy, which means the falling away. Now, what does the falling away mean? Falling away from what? Well, I believe it's the falling away from goodness, righteousness. And I would throw in the Ten Commandments, uh, except for the commandment, uh, uh, one of the commandments. But in other words, uh, goodness and righteousness. And then Paul says also, the man of lawlessness, who is the Antichrist. And so it's these two things. Well, there are others uh, in the prophets that we could read about also that have to happen first, just like the building of the temple at Jerusalem. That has to happen before the second coming of Christ. Um, But so anyway, the apostasy is a falling away. I, I believe that's been happening in my lifetime. There's been a falling away going on, and it will just continue uh throughout the uh time until jesus returns yeah. and uh you know we can we can try to we can get in these culture wars and and try to establish righteousness in the world uh by laws and so forth, but it all starts in people's hearts, and yeah. Christians should be centered on this that everybody needs to have God in their life. God is the creator. God made us and we're not a satisfied being until we let God come into our lives. And uh we believe Robert that that happens by believing in Jesus. And so this is this is what life is all about. Uh if people, if people's hearts will be changed for the good and the better they let God in, then they're going to bring about a goodness and a righteousness in the world that people will see. And a lot of people will be attracted to that. Not everybody. There will still be this persecution Christians will have to go through. And we spoke of the tribulation. That's a time when the Antichrist is killing off the Christians and all this stuff, and it's a time of trial. It won't last forever. It'll last for a certain period of time, and then Jesus will return with his kingdom and peace forevermore on this earth.
1: Praise God. Amen. And I am looking forward to that day.
2: (laughs) Robert, could I um, uh, give an invitation to our listeners here about um, about my Still Here books? Uh, I have a website, KermitZarley.com, and part of that website is dedicated to my writing and my books. And uh, I have my books all available on Amazon.com, so you can go there and buy books. But if there's anybody out there who would consider reading one of my Still Here books and uh, going to Amazon and writing a review of the book, I will send you a free book. Either uh, I will send some printed books, Um, I might have a limit on that, but I can certainly send eBooks. and I'll do this for free. I'm not asking you to promise to uh, write a review, because Amazon has rules against that. Uh, But I can ask you if you would just consider it.
1: Right. Amen. Amen. And and I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. Absolutely. Okay. Now, the, I mean, folks, let me start at the beginning. As we stated at the beginning, I should say, there's no doubt we're living in the last days. I mean, Jesus' return is imminent, and things are only going to get worse before they get better. And we can see it happening every single night on the news. This should not be a shock to any believer. So what will you do to prepare? What will you do to share the gospel before it's too late? I recommend you drop down the show notes and order one, two, or three or more of these excellent books by Kermit Zarley. Amen. Do it now, right now, before the devil tries to distract you and make you forget all about it. And I highly recommend, highly recommend Gospels Interwoven. I mean, I have personally used this book to help me in Bible studies, and I can attest to the power of reading the gospel straight through without repeats and wondering why one writer put this in front of another event and all that. Kermit did all the work in syncing these things up into a complete narrative that is excellent. I highly, highly encourage you to get this book to to put right along your Bible study books. But let's not forget about the Still Here books as well. These are important books that will build your faith, especially in this day and time. While you're there on Amazon or elsewhere, look up his other books. But folks, all these books, they're theologically accurate. They will help you to go deeper into your faith than you ever thought possible. Amen. Drop down the show notes, get in touch with Kermit, get get this free ebook so you can go over on Amazon and leave an accurate review, and that's going to help him get the word out, which is what we're all about. Get the word out into all the earth that the soon return of Jesus is imminent, and time is running out here on this late, great planet Earth. Amen. Had to get that shot in there. Yeah, (laughs) Kermit, I do appreciate your time for coming on the program, sharing your experiences, sharing your faith with our listeners today. Man, I do appreciate it.
2: I enjoyed it very much, Robert, and God bless you and your ministry here.
1: Amen, folks. That's all the time we have for today. For Kermit Zarley, myself, Pastor Bob Romani, to be blessed in all that you do.